What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. I hope that you guys are doing good. Happy Monday if you're listening on the day the show comes out, but if not, happy whatever day of the week it is. I hope that you guys are holding up, doing all right, and I hope that you're excited for a new episode this week. I feel so good about this episode. So I'm recording the intro actually after recording the episode with my friend and my guest of this week, which is Cameron Phillips. And I just really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So with that being said, today's episode, as you can already tell by the title, I'm sure we're going to talk about spirituality and mental health and self-care tips. Also, we're going to touch on meditation and manifestation and just overall like mindfulness. So I know that's like a lot of topics, but I feel like they do all kind of go together. And you guys said for this week that you would love to hear about mental health and self-care tips at this time. So I really hope that this episode can be helpful and insightful for you guys. It's a different topic than we've talked about on the show before. So I hope that you guys can go into it with an open mind. Feel free to give me your feedback on my guest episodes. You know, I try to have about like at least one a month, sometimes more. With all that being said, I did want to shout out our reviewer of the week and that is Ash Burrell. And she left the sweetest review seriously ever. It says, I have watched Lindsay's videos since her first one and through all her journeys in life. Being the same age, her content has always been very relatable. I felt like, honestly, she is just a long-distance friend, and she is so down-to-earth, authentic, and hard not to love. Thank you, Queen. I feel like weird reading this about myself right now, but your review is just so kind. I feel like she has always made her followers feel like friends and not fans, which is so important, in my opinion, for someone with a following and influence. Our positive, unproblematic, honest, and carefree queen. We really have no choice but to stand. I'm so happy to have a podcast from her where we can just chill and it feels like a genuine convo. I love you, Lindsay. That is like one of the sweetest reviews I've ever gotten. So, Ash... Thank you so, so much for writing a review. And if you guys ever want to be a featured reviewer of the week on a future episode, all you have to do is go to the Apple podcast app, find our show, which is unfiltered, scroll to the bottom and then just leave a review. And I look through them every week and I pick a reviewer to shout out. So Ash, you are our reviewer of the week. So I'm doing the intro by myself, but I'm just going to keep it pretty short because Cam and I did kind of like talk about our weeks and we went into our bops and flops and all that kind of stuff. But as for like my individual weekly catch up with you guys, I feel like the weeks are flying by. April is going by so fast. I mean, when you guys hear this, it's going to be like April, I think 27th or something. It's like basically going to be almost May. So I honestly feel like I've just been kind of doing the same kind of stuff. I've been enjoying getting outside for walks or to just like sit alone at the park. I've been enjoying socializing on FaceTime and Zoom with my family and friends, literally like the same shit that I've been enjoying. Um, I've been baking, I've been cooking. 
Only other thing I can think of that I've been doing a lot is I have been like crazily ordering things online and I wasn't doing that for the first like month of quarantine. I feel like I was getting really good at like not spending money for a while, but now it seems I'm on this like, I basically can't stop and I need to stop. I've ordered so much stuff. I'm going to have to do like a haul video in one of my next vlogs for you guys. But yeah, I need, I literally need someone to like make me forget my debit card number, like for good. <laughs> Other than that, I have been really enjoying vlogging regularly for you guys, which I think, you know, I think you guys have been enjoying those as well. But yeah, if you do, you know, want extra content besides, you know, the podcast, you can definitely see what I'm up to on YouTube. I've been trying to post like at least once a week, if not, you know, twice a week for you guys. And other than that, I don't really know what I've been up to. Like I don't have that much of an exciting weekly update, but, but like I said, me and Cameron are going to go through our bops and flops of the week. And we have just like a really great intro discussion. I feel like before we get into the actual episode topic, I just wanted to quickly give a Patreon shout out that I have been uploading videos to there. I just uploaded a CBD sesh video. It's kind of like a stream of consciousness sesh to there. So if that interests you guys, you can always go and check out Patreon if you want extra fun secret content. I know that I say that literally every week, but you know, there's like probably listeners that come on for just certain random episodes. So gotta shout it out. And lastly, just wanted to give a shout out to all of the new followers of the unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes Instagram. I've been trying to post on there more lately and make it just like cute and aesthetic. <laughs> I kind of hate that word, but I really have been trying to make it like cute and aesthetic lately. And that's just where you can actually like ask questions for the episode. So like for everybody that asked us questions for this episode, that was from them watching the stories on that account. So that's where I actually take you guys' like requests and advice and DMs and all that kind of stuff. So make sure uh, if you do want to be involved in the show that you can follow over on there. Thank you so much to our longtime sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer, Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. Let's go ahead and get into our episode with Cameron. Let's go ahead and chat with him because I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. It is a long one, but I feel like you guys say that you typically like when the podcasts are longer. So I hope that this will make your week a little bit brighter and let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, guys. I was going to say in my house studio, but really this is just like a virtual thing right now on Zencaster with me right now. We have my amazing friend, a filmmaker, a world traveler, an iconic chef, a Canadian slash American legend, a talented king, and that is Cameron Phillips. Oh my god, that was so sweet. <laughs> I wrote down like a little, a little like blurb that I was going to introduce you as because I want to make it 
good. Yeah, no, that was great. That was so good. Okay. Did well, you feel you. connected with that? I feel connected. I'm a Canadian American icon. <laughs> you really are. I'm. I'm so jealous. Like that's like the one thing about you. I'm like, oh. If only. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I definitely take it for granted. I feel like I'm so for everyone like listening. I'm a dual citizen, was what that means. Um, and I moved to Canada last year, and I grew up in Canada. Then I lived in the U.S. for most of my life. So now I moved back, and I'm super lucky that I'm able to do that so easily because of that dual citizenship. We love it. <laughs> yeah, you really have it great with that. Yeah. I love it. You can be there with your man. You can come here and visit. Like I know your fam lives here and mm-hmm. your, all your, most of your friends live here. So kind of works out great for you. Yeah, it does, you know, and things have been good. The only thing that was tragic was having to give up my American phone number, but <laughs> right. it's so that's stupid. I, I felt like attached to it. Saying, I have like so many contacts for you in my phone now. I'm like, which one is he? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I have to pay my taxes now. Um, in both countries, which thankfully was delayed because of everything going on, but I still need to figure that out. Oh, that but, sounds kind of, yeah. That's the thing you don't think about when you're like, oh, it would right? be so easy to be a dual citizen. You're like, wait, there's actually probably a lot of complicated stuff. Yeah. It's just, there's, you know, the little like technicalities that the U.S. like puts in place and whatnot, but overall, definitely blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to start off with you. You know, the listeners need to get to know you a little bit if they don't. And so I wanted to start off with a quick little segment called Five Burning Questions. Okay, we love it. So are you ready for this moment? I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, question one. Favorite Beyonce song of all time, and you have to tell us why. Okay, so I had to think about this, obviously. I mean, I definitely have a pretty solid, like, top five. But I think at the end of the day, it really boils down to the iconic bop from the four era, which came out in 2011, the song One Plus One. And I'm going to tell you why. Because (laughs) it's beautiful, it's powerful, it's soulful, and it's just very raw. And when you see it live... The vocals and the ad libs and the range, it's just like it's out of control. And it's so, she said it many times, it's her favorite song to sing live. So here's the thing about Beyonce I just, you know, I really appreciate the vocals and like the talent and like the whole package. I mean, it was four years of lemonade yesterday and I was watching the trailer again last night and I was just, we were there when it came out. We were there in this playlist live in Florida. What a concept, honestly. Belligerent. Belligerent. That was the night that I popped Prosecco off the balcony. Yes. I I miss like that energy from us. That was a great energy. That was an era. Like 2016 (laughs) was an era. I was watching the trailer last night that came out and just like the artistry and the level of thought and detail that goes into it. Like we have no choice but to stand. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you don't stand, it's like, that's really embarrassing and like tragic for you. And just like the (laughs) vocals. Like I just keep coming back to the vocals and especially the live vocals. Like someone who can hold up, like an artist who can hold up their weight when they actually perform live and actually sing, I think that speaks volumes because so many people can't and it shows. And especially someone like Beyonce, who I think has obviously even better vocals when she sings live because she really like opens up and like, let's go. And especially songs like one plus one. And that's why I've like, every time I remember being in the front row in 2013, I waited for like 15 hours in LA and it was insane, like grabbing the front rail like five feet from her when she's like laying on top oh, of a piano in like a blue sparkly jumpsuit, like whipping her hair around and like riling on top of the piano. And it was like amazing, like literally life moment. 
fuck yeah you really did it right like I, you really that was when she right had ga on the floor and so i waited Whoa. for like 13 hours in florida and then like 15 hours in la and it was worth <laughs> the tickets were like 85 dollars when they came out and all right. you had to do Especially, was wait yeah if you can just buy a ga and then you can like get your way up to the front that's like unheard of yeah and now it's like front row tickets are like a thousand dollars plus right so at that point it's kind of like eh. At right. least you did it right when you could do it. Oh, yeah. And like those that. are arena tours, too. So it was like smaller venue versus now it's stadium. So you're looking like 20 feet up to a stage. So being right in the front row, it's like, oh, my God, your neck is like breaking. That's a little much. Like yeah. when you go to the movies and you're in the first row and yeah. you're like, this is exactly. actually too much. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, I love that answer. Yeah, I've been actually – a lot of Beyonce. Recently, I've been listening to the album for – like I've been going on little walks mm. with Squirtle. And I don't know why. Like two days ago, I just was like, I need a Beyonce moment. Like I go on Spotify and I'm just like – I just shuffle her whole little like this is Beyonce playlist. Mm. The album for just, just fuck me up. So yeah. I love that answer. I love it. Okay. My next question for you is – very important one best purchase you've made this year okay so once again i really had to think about this one because i realized i haven't really spent a ton of money this year on things besides just like you know food and like wine and right yeah all my money has gone to wine all my money well, it's been good in a way, like with everything going on and being so kind of like laying low. That's obviously all I've been spending money on. Um, so it's been good to kind of just like save, not spend as much. But I think this year in general, I just haven't really purchased like anything. But then I thought about it. And the one thing that I did purchase, which I purchased with my boyfriend, Danny, and we split this membership to this program called the Life Coach School, which is run by this woman named Brooke Castillo, who's a life coach. And it's like a monthly membership where you get like individual coaching, but basically like you also get access to all these other like courses and talks and stuff that they do. And it's from all things from like, it's basically just like working with your thoughts and how you think about anything from your business, your relationships, to your life, to, you know, anything. And it's teaching you how to separate the thoughts that are serving you and what's not serving you. And it's really, really been a good thing in both of our lives. And it really helps you just to kind of see the way your mind works and realize how you hold yourself back and how you can not do that anymore and actually go after the things you want to do in whatever area of your life it may be. Yeah. Whether it's business or relationships or just feeling good every day. And that's the one thing that we've purchased this year and it's definitely been worth it. It's been a really good purchase. Wow. I love that answer because it's not like a physical item. It's like something that you're – investing in yourself truly we'll kind of talk about that a little bit more like as we get into this episode yeah um things like that but wow you stepped out with that answer (laughs) i might have to i mean i had to think about it because i was like i haven't traveled at all this year i haven't because i would say like plane tickets or you know whatever because i'm very like that but um yeah no that's honestly it my next question for you is i'm very interested to know the answer to this one because i think about this a lot what would be your last meal if you were on death row (laughs) okay so in tuscany there's this pasta (laughs) called um papradale al cingale which basically is wild boar and they stew it with 
I think some kind of tomato, some wine, probably some local wine, like herbs, like rosemary and some other spices and probably like, I don't know, some other stuff too, but it is so good. It is like earthy and rich and kind of like herbal and savory. And oh my God, there's this one that I had when I was studying abroad like many years ago now. Wow, I sound old. But um, it was this amazing like rendition of this dish. And I think about it often and oh my God, it is so good. So I think that would be my death row meal with a glass of champagne, like good champagne or like an old Italian red. Oof. Such a classy answer. I knew that you would not like fail me with that answer. The way that you described it was like so incredible. I, I, I need to be in Tuscany with you immediately oh god, after you quarantine. You need to go. Oh my god. I need to taste this death row meal. Oh my god. No, we'll go to the place. I remember we'll, we'll, we'll go. It's up in the hills. It's like outside of Florence. Like it's this little <laughs> shop in this town. Oh, so good. Okay. T, oh love it. <laughs> okay and my next question for you is since you are you know a world traveler a road tripper um extraordinaire does that even make sense professional road tripper (laughs) what is the farthest distance you've traveled on a single road trip so on a single trip we went to Alaska from LA and that was 9,500 miles. Oh my God. So that is so many <laughs> miles to drive by car. Yeah. That's, I guess, um, more than a third of the way around the earth. If the earth what? is 24,000 miles. So yeah. Wait, we literally drove like almost halfway around the globe. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, that was there and back. That was 21 days. But it also reminded me when I read that of the, I think the craziest thing I ever did though, which was probably also like the dumbest was we drove to Portland from LA, but in one day, it was like 16 hours of like nonstop driving. And that was just like a little absurd. (laughs) That's like a little much for one day. Yeah. We were like, we probably didn't need to like do this, but definitely the Alaska thing was, I mean, it was such an amazing experience. And if anyone ever has the chance to, to drive up there. It's truly unlike most other things because you go through so much just like uninhabited land in Canada. And it really just puts in perspective how far Alaska is away from the rest of the U.S. and even like how far north in North America it is. And yeah, really, really beautiful. And you have a whole, at least one video, right? Do you have one really long video of the road trip or multiple? I have, well, I did like a lot of content around it. I feel like that kind of like defined part of my 2016 I, I think I did like 20 vlogs. I did like daily vlogs on my second channel yeah. at the time. And then I also made kind of one big compilation video that's on my main channel. Yes. Which... The big like two hour. Oh, I also have that one. Then I took like, I read something about like YouTube liking long watch time. So I'm like, what if I took all 20 of my vlogs and put them all into one like massive video? And so I did that and uploaded that. But I also have kind of like a 15 minute like condensed version where I kind of like narrate the story. Well, you guys have to go check that out. Cam's links will all be in the show notes of the episode. But if you guys are interested in that, I'll link that or I'll link whatever video is your favorite of those specifically because that one fucked me up. (laughs) (laughs) It was truly an adventure. And we bought that. Well, I bought that camper trailer that we stayed in for the three weeks. 
Yes, you guys slept in a camper trailer. Yeah, and it was like muddy and broken and the wind and the rain. And it was like we would get in at like 2 o'clock in the morning to some of these campgrounds after driving all day and have to set up this camper. And it was just, it was truly an adventure, I think more so than any other trip I've done. There was so much that just had to be kind of overcome to make this happen from – you know, the planning to then the actual like on the road, like things are breaking down, like tires are exploding, like, <laughs> you know, it's covered, like it's leaking, it's covered in mud, like we had to put a tarp around it, like there was so much adventure, for lack of a better word, to the whole story. <laughs> I so. like how you describe it as adventure. <laughs> yeah, honest, I mean, I want to do it again. <laughs> uh, well, that is a fantastic answer. Like that basically 10,000 miles yeah. insanity. I, I don't think I've ever done more than like 4,000 on a single road trip. And that I felt like that was absurd. That, I mean, that's like, a good number. Like, yeah, yeah 10,000 is just like crazy. But 4,000, it's a long way. Because to put it into perspective, probably driving like from one end to the US to the other would be like about 4,000, right? Yeah. Ish. If you want to like like cross. I mean, it depends on where you're going, but maybe like. 3,500, 4,500. So you did basically like, you basically drove across the US all the way and back Mm -hmm. in a single trip. Yeah, that summer in general, I drove like, I bought that camper in May, like the end of May, and I sold it in the end of July. So I had it for two months and I drove it 20,000 miles. What? Yeah, because then I did drive across the US and then into Canada and then like back again after Alaska and then I sold it. So 20,000 miles. Damn. Yeah, she got was, you got your money's worth it sounds like. That was a summer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a summer. Okay, and my last burning question for you, Cam, is who would be your dream dinner party guest or guests? So this is tough. I feel like there's so many people who I would love to have for dinner. I think that um, I went back and forth on this and I'm still going back. and forth. Like, obviously it'd be iconic to have like Beyonce over for dinner. I mean, like, right, come on. I, th- I think everyone says that though, right? And Would so you I have the whole family over or like Miss just- Tina? I need Miss Tina. <laughs> and Solange, <laughs> oh, the whole clan. Yeah, that would be iconic. What would I cook for them? Oh my God. What would I serve Like, them? would you have the kids over too or is that too much? Oh my god! Maybe, <laughs> imagine in like twenty years, like Blue is like our age now. Well, she'd be and Blue is older than that. Blue would be what? Blue is like ten years old. I don't know how old Blue wow. is. Yeah. Um. She's oh my not god. That far, far from us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you know, imagine I'm like forty and like Beyonce comes over with like her adult children and like <laughs> all these like people. It's like what a weird concept. But I, I don't know. I think it. that it'd also be crazy to have like like an alien abductee or like a psychic or like something like really like out there to have like some extraordinary conversation. I would be really into that. An alien abductee? I know because I feel like. (laughs) That's like random. (laughs) I was reading about Sedona before this and I was like, (laughs) I've been on this like journey and I'm like, I would love to have someone just like ridiculous i mean like not saying not believable but just like people who have really really like crazy perspectives on things it'd be really interesting to hear that okay so an alien abductee and beyonce's entire family (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a really interesting dinner i want to come to this dinner yeah well you're invited so (laughs) 
Should we move on to our bops and flops of the past I week? I am ready. I love having a guest to do this part with me because I feel like my answers are getting a little bit repetitive week to week. <laughs> and it's hard for me to think of my bops and flops every week. So I want to hear some of yours. So should we start off with our flops? Yes. And then end of the bops. Yes. Okay. So what have been your flops of recent cam? So big flop, um, being hard on myself, um, for productivity, which I think I also saw you said, and I totally, I literally said that. that. (laughs) That's my flop. But like, it's, I feel like it's relatable right now. It's so relatable. And especially for, I feel like I've struggled a lot in the past with just like, you know, going back to like the self-coaching thing is like getting, just being really hard on myself for like, oh my God, I'm not getting enough done. Like I'm not like legitimate, like I'm a flop, like blah, blah, blah. And just beating myself up for that. And I feel like with the whole shift of being like, you know, staying inside, like not doing anything else, like really having no distractions from like your lack of productivity. It's been so easy to like get to be hard on like myself about it. So yeah. And then like having anxiety because of that exact reason and being a little like too caught up in the future and not in the present moment and the things I can do now, rather than just like worrying about how things are going to progress in the future, I guess. So what about you? Yeah. Um, I pretty much have that same mindset. Like I just kind of feel like, I don't know why I, I don't feel like I'm putting extra pressure on myself to be more productive at this time. I actually feel like I'm letting myself, you know, like just, you know, every day is its own day. Some days I'm going to get more done. Some days I'm just like not going to be feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like if I have multiple days where I feel like I haven't like really done that much, then I start to be like, oh my God, like I'm so behind on everything. Like I need to just have a better time management schedule. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, who is really checking in on these things? It's like, why does it matter that much? Obviously, yeah, I want to get work and things done, but I don't need a make it like, oh, if I don't get my whole to-do list done, then I'm a failure. Well, that's so the thing with being self-employed. Really yeah. It can be tough. It can be tough to find that balance and then to not feel like, you know, when no one's like, when there's not a boss barking down your shoulder to be like, you have to get this done by like X date or X time. It's so easy to think, right. well, like, you know, I'm not super happy with this, so I'm just going to not finish it today. Maybe I'll like finish it tomorrow and like the deadline slips and then you just kind of start to feel funky about it it's like it can be hard to hold yourself accountable especially when there's so much just like anxiety like in the world and things feel like off I feel like I'm super susceptible to like how I'm feeling and it can get in the way of like my productivity and so I like work to try and separate those two things almost like your work mindset from your yeah like if I'm feeling like just like generally like anxious or like not in the mood to like do something it's the easiest for me to be like okay well i'm just like not going to do it right now even though i like plan to do something so right i'm the same right and i'm trying to like condition myself almost be like no like i plan to do this it's okay that i'm feeling this way right now i'm just going to continue and do what i said i was going to do in the first place and stick to the kind of outline that i made for myself and like almost just acknowledge those feelings instead of letting them say okay well just don't just stop doing work you know just go relax or like whatever because then I end up feeling worse about not getting things done. <laughs> I feel like I've always had a bit of an aversion to working from home. Like, I don't love it. I I wish that, like, or I feel like I just get distracted so easily. And I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like if I could go to an office 
or have some kind of like studio space to go and just like say, okay, I'm going to go here and focus for a little while and then I can come home later on. It's like that separation of space. And I've always kind of fought that. So in a way it's like right now is really teaching me how to just shift that mindset within my home because now I I don't have the option of like going to a coffee shop or like whatever. I really need to learn how to focus in a way for like the most simplest way to put it. I need to learn how to just focus and not, and let everything else in in the house go like laundry or like cleaning or like getting up to go and eat and then like snack or like whatever. Like, no, like I am focused right now and then I can do that afterwards. And that's the one thing I really like struggle with a lot. Yeah. Yep. I feel you and it's easier some days than others. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other, any other flops to share? Um, I feel like that is it. I'm trying to think if there's anything like funny that's happened in the past week. That's just like, absurd. And I'm like, why aren't my flops funny lately? Like has any, I, what has happened to me? <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I do have funny flops, but I can't think of them right now. I feel like all I do is <laughs> clean and cook. And then uh-huh. wonder why I have no wine and then go buy wine. <laughs> Literally every day, every day. Buy, I've been buying so much wine and just like going through it absurdly fast ah. for somebody that lives alone. It's just like. Oh my God, I love it. But whatever. I've accepted it. Like wine. We're going to talk about like self-care during this time and everything. And wine is my number one form of self-care. Oh my God. We love it. We love it. <laughs> like, how? like, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I think it's amazing. I, I love wine. <laughs> love wine so with the energy of wine let's transition <laughs> to our bops amen our bops of recent or you know the past week or so so um will you start us off with a nice bop Kim? okay well on the energy of wine the first one i wrote down is i've generally been feeling i mean i've been cooking a lot and making good food and drinking good wine and that has made me super happy I've tried some new recipes, which has been fun. I've been trying to try new wine, which has also been fun. And I feel like it's definitely broken some of the routine. I feel like it's so easy to get in the routine of like eating the same things over and over again. So I've been trying to like step out a little bit more and trying some new things, which has been fun. Yeah. That's a great bop. This is the time. This is the time to like try new drinks. I'm trying to get more into red wine. Mm. So I've been succeeding more at that. Like I have been drinking an entire glass of red when somebody pours it for me or when I, you know, buy it for myself. And I used to not be able to do that. Mm. I, it would take me like three hours to yeah. drink a glass of red. But I'm like, I'm slowly like, wow, I'm getting into her. So Amazing. love that one. We love it. And I love the bop of cooking because I talk about that one like literally every single week. Yeah. So um, my first bop of the week, I actually had a few this week, which is good. My first one, um, which I'm not going to go into too much detail just because it is really personal, but basically it's that I overcame like a barrier in my life, something that was kind of holding me back and I really needed to just like do it and get through it. And, um, I did this past week Amazing. and I'm really glad that I was able to overcome it. Goals. Yeah, so I feel it. really good about that. Nice. Um, give us another one of your bops. So I um, have been, I want to start doing more travel media where I interview locals in cool places or also like tourism officials and just develop stories that are more in depth and really 
share like the heart and soul of like what makes a place special and like give that to people mm-hmm. as a way to like because it's when I think of like travel media and like what I want to hear it's like you search things and you get like top 10 lists and things like that which are like good but I feel like I sometimes lack like deeper stories of like how do you experience somewhere like like a local or like how do you go and have these like cool travel experiences that can be sometimes like more difficult to find or you have to like stumble into so I have been planning forever to interview those two women who we met in Sedona um and I finally did yesterday and I interviewed both of them and like yeah I'm putting together this like um it's actually a podcast and like an article about Sedona and like the history of Sedona and all the different appeals from like the outdoors and the tours from the outdoor tourism and like hiking and biking and all that kind of stuff to also like the energetic side and like the vortex energy and like all the people who come for like healing and that whole like sector. So yeah, it's really cool. We had, I had some really good interviews with them and I'm excited to piece it together and I've been putting this off for like ever. So it's one of those things where it's like, Oh my God, I'm finally like doing something that I like want to do that it's really like not hard. All I had to do was send some emails, but you build it up in your head so much. So right. yeah, I'm super excited to put that together because they shared some like great wisdom. Miss Roseanne. Well, actually her name is Hosanne. Oh yeah. Because cool. that's how you pronounce it in Brazilian um, or in Portuguese. I was okay. like, wow, crazy. But um, yeah. Oh, for those of you listening last May, Lindsay and I were in Sedona, Arizona and had these two Airbnb experiences with these two women and we did a meditation and a sunset hike with life coaching and (laughs) it was crazy it was just like neat to meet these two women and they um shared with us a lot of great information not only about Sedona but about you know life and mindfulness and how to bring those practices into your day-to-day life and I think that we both had a really really great time during that so yeah it was needed like it was so cool just i had never been to sedona before if any of you guys like listening have interest seriously it was so beautiful we road tripped there Mm. and yeah we had our like amazing meditation um and then yeah we did our little like i don't even know how to explain it it was kind of like for the second part we just met up with this queen and she just like took us around on some and taught us some like techniques for how to kind of like be more mindful and just take in the moments Mm -hmm. and be more present and all that kind of stuff and like get in touch with our spiritual selves, which we're also going to dive into more on this episode. So yeah, that was wild. So that's so exciting to hear that you like talk to them again and that you're creating this content. And I totally know you're like what you mean about like you built something up in your head so much and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be like so much to do it. Like, and you put it off and put it off. That's how I was about literally this podcast. I'm like, put it off for so long and I don't even know why it's just like if you just fucking like do something like little steps Mm -hmm. then it just gets so much easier so yeah that's a big bop for your week well thanks girl and just like a recent bop in your life I love yeah I'm very pleased (laughs) what are some more of yours my next one is um I'm feeling like my relationships and friendships are becoming like I'm feeling them becoming stronger, even though I can't really, I can't see people mm. um, just even through like FaceTime and just, I feel, I don't know why I feel like more connected to people. Cause we're all experiencing this weird time mm-hmm. together. Absolutely. Like I've been talking to my family. I feel like so much more and like my sister and FaceTiming with friends. And I just feel like my relationships are very of like big importance right now maybe I guess maybe it's because like I can't actually see them but I just feel like 
they're becoming stronger and I'm really just feeling good about connection and feeling grateful for people in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. That's really, really good. I think it's a definitely a powerful time for, I think people are just having to pause from their lives, which can be so just like overwhelming all the time. And now it's like you, people are so much more likely to take that time to check in with people and to be more present and to, you just slow down from everything because they've been forced to. And for a lot of people, I mean, like we work for ourselves and kind of like do our own thing, but I just, you know, sympathize with people who get caught up in like the rat race and like, we're like so busy or maybe they have like kids and it's just like life just becomes this kind of like a whirlwind. And I feel like this has given a lot of people a chance to kind of slow down and reconnect with a lot of people who they may have lost touch with or been not been present enough with. So yeah, yeah I totally resonate with that. Yeah. So I feel really good about that. Um, share another one of yours. I wrote keeping up with my yoga practice. Ooh, wait, can you go more into that? I didn't yeah. know that you were like focusing on that. I have been a lot more because it's been so good for me. I mean, I've been, you know, I've always tried to be like mindful and I like meditate relatively frequently and like things like that. But I recently got back into yoga and I mean, like got back into, I don't really have much of a history with it, but in college we took like a class, like a recreation class, like Tuesdays and Thursdays in the evenings for like one semester. And it was like good. It was very like, I don't know, I'd, I'd always leave and felt very calm and just very good. You just feel like generally physically good. You feel always better after than like yeah. before. I don't know. You always are like, I'm glad that I did that. Exactly. Yeah. It's always like that time was well spent, like when you do yoga. And so in, I think in October or November, I kind of got back into it a little bit just through like classes on YouTube and like online and stuff. And um, yeah, I just felt like when I would do the practice and at the end, I would feel so calm, like more so than I could always get to like meditating. It just felt this different kind of just for lack of a better word, like Zen, like I just feel like good. And I'm like, Oh, I like this. So in January, I was like, you know what? I want to start doing this more. So I try and do it like three to four times a week, just like different, like the 30, really 45 minute classes or so. And some of them are a little more like physically oriented or it's a little more difficult and just more like physical postures. And then others are more kind of like meditative almost and a little more slow. And yeah, I feel like it's definitely contributed to my sense of well-being, especially now like being trapped indoors. And I mean, it's still cold here in Toronto. It's been like six mm -hmm. months of winter now. So we have been indoors oh like generally more so than other times of the year so it's easy to feel kind of like trapped in like stagnant energy and I feel like doing the yoga can just like almost relieve that little bit of pressure of like craziness like oh my god I need to go outside or oh my god I need to go like you know whatever it just kind of releases that it like moves the energy and it feels really good so I've been trying to do that a lot more and I definitely find that my days are better when I do do it so I'm yeah, I definitely a bop that I've been doing it <laughs> do you ever do yoga with Adrian videos no on YouTube? I need to check it out. Yeah. You should check her out. She has a whole channel. Mm. Just like she uploads so much too. Like she has hundreds of different yoga videos and like they're usually like around 30 minutes. Some are shorter, some are longer. Amazing. And her energy, you would love her energy. She's just so like calming mm. and like just really makes you feel really like welcome and just proud of yourself for like coming to your mat and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So okay, we love it. And all her videos are like free on YouTube for any of you guys listening. So I definitely recommend her a lot. 
And yeah, that's a really good bop. That's a great bop. Anytime I'm like, yeah, I set up my mat in like my guest room upstairs. And anytime I'm just like, give myself even 30 minutes, 45 minutes to go and like either do yoga or do another type of like 30 minute home workout. It's just like always feels so much better. So after. Good. I feel like if I don't <laughs> get some kind of physical activity in the day, I feel just like restless. I don't feel as like calm. Like I feel like if I try to sit down and watch a show or a movie, I kind of just feel like I want to be doing something else or like I need to be doing something else. But if yeah. I can get that time in, I can really just end the day and feel a little more grounded and a little more peaceful. And I sleep better too. Definitely. Yeah, true. Yeah. Sleep better because you get a little like tired from yeah. your movement. Movement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I really am a big fan. My next one, which maybe you can, well, I was going to say maybe you can relate to this, but you said that it was still like really cold there. So maybe not. The weather. <laughs> it's it's a combination. It's like I'm feeling, so spring is like really like coming on strong the past mm. couple weeks. But also, like, there was a new moon, I think, two days ago from when we we're recording this. And honestly, like, I felt her energy. I'm, like, feeling, like, this new spring, like, this mm. new energy. I don't know. I feel like I'm going into a new phase and not, like, a completely different life phase or anything. My life's going to be probably pretty similar. But I just feel like I'm fucking embracing this, like, new moon and just heading into good things. Oh, that's amazing. Next, like, I love that. Months to come, I love so. that felt her energy coming in the other day <laughs> mm, that's gorgeous I really do love that <laughs> and I um of course you know that we love Miss Kelly Rossano oh yes <laughs> yes oh my god I think, yeah, I think I've talked about this before you guys but Kelly Rossano on YouTube is like my favorite astrologer youtuber and she makes these forecast videos for every sign for every month so it's like your monthly forecast and they're very detailed like very. typically they're about 20 minutes or longer sometimes they're 30 minutes and i love that because she like really goes into detail with like what's going to happen throughout the month for every single every single sign and so my, i was waiting so long for the may ones i'm like where is it honey and then two days ago like it came out so i need to watch it I literally watched it while the new moon was like occurring. Like, you know how there's a time the yeah, new yeah. moon is actually like turns to do? I was like, yes. <laughs> that just reminded me of when I, when we went on our trip last May and I drove to Boise and we met there and then we drove down to Salt Lake City and then down to Vegas. And I remember as we were driving into Salt Lake City, we were listening to Kelly Rosano's like May forecast. <laughs> <laughs> And she said it was like that day. I think it was what, like the 10th or the 11th or something. And she's like, like there's big luck energy. Like go buy a lottery ticket, go to the casino. Yes, she did do that. And we were like heading to Vegas. Yeah. Like, to our, you know, gambling on. We were like looking up like casinos and stuff like <laughs> oh You're my like, God. I need to gamble today. So absurd. But no, I love Kelly That's too. So I kind of miss like the slot machines. Okay, we had a trip. That was great. Like we need to do it again. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah. That was kind of an iconic road trip. Like going from Boise. We just kind of stopped in Salt Lake because yeah. it would have been a little too long to just go from Boise to Vegas. But then we went to Vegas for the weekend. And honestly, that was my first time actually like I think – gambling in vegas and having the full like experience of vegas 
So fun. That's when the Chronicles of the Straw were born on my Instagram. Mm. If any of you guys remember the straw. She's a highlight on my Instagram. <laughs> Is she really? Yeah, literally oh to God. this day. I need to go look afterwards. So that's when the straw was born. Um, so fun. And then we went from Vegas to Sedona, which was probably like six hours or something. Yeah, right? around that. I don't remember. And then oh, Sedona just fucked me up. I need to go back like immediately to her seriously like i i definitely need a a dose of the sedona energy (laughs) after talking to these women yesterday and like i've been reading like so much about it too so yeah oh well that yeah that needs to happen that's such a like perfect like spring summer place i feel like to visit Mm -hmm. too um well do you have any more bops i also was thinking about I am happy and I do think it was a bop that even though one of my flops was like not getting things done and being hard on myself a bop is the things that I did get done and actually like being productive and like following through with things that I've wanted to do like like the podcast and like other things too yeah. so I feel good you're about making that. moves yeah and like that's the best freaking feeling when you're like have something that you've thought about for so long and then you're actually like make actively making steps to do it it's just yes. like because then you really get on this like um wavelength of just like oh i want to do more like mm-hmm. i've done this and now i can just like keep doing this next thing and mm-hmm. the next thing so, absolutely 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. that's exactly how i feel my last bop is a show that is absurd um <gasps> have you watched too hot to handle yes Watched it? Oh, we're all we have two episodes left. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I just oh my god, I just finished the last like two episodes a night or two nights ago. Oh my god, it is absurd. I don't know why I love it so much. I I was gonna compare it to Love is Blind, but they're so different, so I won't do that. But I feel like if you liked a type of show like Love is Blind, you would like it, but it's it's different. It's like more it's more absurd. It's crazy. I also can't believe how many followers all of them have on Instagram already. Like, Francesca has, like, almost 2 million. Yeah. I just saw that last night. Like, crazy. Hasn't it been been out for, like, a single week? Really? Oh, my God. I think it's literally been out maybe two weeks. Either one or two weeks it's been. That's nothing. I'm just like, where do they find these people? Like, what did they, like, say in the casting call? That's what I want to see. What did they say? Because they keep saying, like, hot and horny like young singles like what did they tell them like how to who would how would they like word it in a way that wouldn't sound just like creepy and vile but still get like people who i guess would like work well for the show i don't know and they got people from all around the world which is interesting like because with a lot of shows it would be like just people from the same country or even the same city and this there was literally bitches from every fucking part Mm -hmm, of the world mm -hmm. wow well, who's your favorite character? I don't know. I mean, I definitely feel drawn to Francesca. I don't know, maybe just because she's pretty, but I just like I can't. I do feel like she also like drives a lot of the plot. Right. So, yeah. She's like queen B of the show. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would probably say like her. I feel like I don't really know like what's gonna happen because I, there's not really like a solid storyline. Every episode's kind of like on its own it's like what's gonna happen today right because there's not really like challenges that they have to do they're just right not really challenges they just do their little workshops yeah and and things like that basically if you guys are listening and you haven't 
heard about it or seen it, the premise of the show is that they bring like all these attractive, really like beautiful people to this retreat essentially and tell them, you know, like you're just going to have a crazy summer, like do whatever you want with all these other hot people. And then (laughs) they get there and the challenge is that they cannot have sex, they can't kiss and they can't like sexually touch (laughs) those are the rules they can still like cuddle and flirt but they're supposed to build emotional connections more than physical so that's why it was so i don't know it's been so funny to Mm -hmm. i think my favorite well my favorite like because he's really cute is harry Mm -hmm. and that he's the australian one and then my other favorite person just in general after i watched the whole show I was like, David, David was so slept on. He was like, so sweet. The British and guy? He, yeah. Yeah. The other, the other British guy, or is there, yeah, there's a couple of them, but right. David right. is just like, so he gave up like his um, connection with this initial girl that he was interested in for just like his friend on the show. Like he's a loyal friend and he was honestly just such good energy. The whole show I was like, David was kind of slept on, but he was a legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But no, I, I definitely enjoy it too much because probably a lot of you guys listening have already seen it or haven't seen it, but that was my favorite show that I watched this week for sure. All right, guys. So I guess that was kind of a long introduction, but you know, when I have a guest, we I just like to fucking we gotta have a chat. chat and we gotta like, Absolutely. yeah, we gotta like just update ourselves on things. But now, want to get into the bulk of this episode? We want to talk about mental health and self care tips. Um, we want to talk about spirituality, manifestation, having a positive mindset, just all these good things to kind of like keep in mind right now. And, you know, I asked you guys, I was kind of struggling with like, what do I want to talk about for this next episode? And you guys said that you wanted to hear mostly like self care tips and mental health tips. So you guys also were amazing and submitted some questions for me and Cam to mm. answer. And I think they're so good and they're going to open up so many just great discussions. So I really hope you guys will enjoy this chat, enjoy this episode. So shall we just get into you guys' questions? Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. So I thought we would open it up with a really good like starting point, which is what does spirituality and being a spiritual person mean to you? Mm. What do you think about that, Cam? So I'll just speak personally because I think that's all I can really speak for because it really, I think spirituality can be really whatever you want it to be. It doesn't need to be associated with religion. It doesn't need to be uh, associated with a specific practice or a specific like way of being or way of thinking. I think it could be any kind of like practice or belief system that serves you and makes you feel good ideally, or make you feel connected or make you feel empowered. And that could be something as simple as, yeah, like, you know, a simple meditation practice or just like, you know, believing in the good things coming or believing in positivity. It doesn't have to be like fully a religion, you know, or it can be as serious as people who, you know, want to dive into like higher consciousness or like, um, you know, spirit and like spirits and ghosts and like connecting to the other side and like mediumship and like that far out, and, like crystals and like all that. Cause obviously you can get very, very deep in that and 
some people are very, very entrenched by that whole world. But I think a lot of people get scared off by the term spirituality because they think it's only that. And I think it's important just to remember that it can be as extreme or as calm and surface level as you want it to be. And I think that in some way, you know, it can benefit everyone just from holding like a belief in positivity or in, you know, good energy. Yeah. Karma. Wow. You kind of explained it perfectly. Was that good? I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> I, feel like I literally don't have anything to add because it was so, I feel the exact same right? way. And I feel like I almost need to dance around it too, because I know that people get like touchy about it, but I want to break those stigmas. Cause I feel like it's not, it doesn't need to be so intense or so personal. It's like, what are the things people hate talking about? Like money, sex, and religion and politics, like things like that. And why? Maybe it feels touchy because it could be like relate related to religion for mm-hmm. some people. Yeah. And maybe that's why it kind of gets a little mm, people a little touchy to talk about. And also yeah. like you were saying, you know, when you think of spirituality, like it could be so many different things. It could just be, be whatever you connect with, whether it's like meditation or yoga or believing in the universe or I mean, I think spirituality can also be religion for some people as mm-hmm. well. It's not for me personally, which we'll talk about that stuff. But like you were saying, it can just really be like whatever you want it to be for you and what you feel connected with. And it doesn't have to be this like huge, like intense, crazy concept. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like exactly. And I think we should like break the stigmas here and we should. And I think we will hopefully do that for some people and just kind of open up the discussion a little bit. So um, this one's a more of a mental health question, but I think it's a great one, Mm -hmm. really relevant to right now. So that is, how do you relax yourself when feeling especially anxious or like you're in panic mode? Okay. So let me just like backtrack a little bit because I'll give some context to it. I basically like developed I've always been kind of an anxious, like high strung person, but I didn't realize that or like know what that was. Cause you know what, as you're younger, you just think that's like what the world is or like what you are. And you don't realize, you know, that you can develop a certain way or you can, you don't have to like think thoughts like that, or you don't have to like always operate from this like place of worry or panic. And as I got older, I got to the point like in high school where I, became so stressed out from like school and like life and like, you know, silly things looking back that were obviously very real at the time, like the pressure of getting into a good college and like all these like expectations that I built up in my head. And I had this like big panic attack, which like unlocked this whole world of like anxiety, but it was all like physical symptoms. It was very like, I didn't realize at the time that like my thoughts were like making it even like worse and worse and worse, but it was this like crazy cocktail of like these bad physical feelings and like worried thoughts and like thinking I was dying. And it was really, really like shocking. And that was, I mean, leading into things we'll talk about later, that was kind of like an introduction to meditation and like alternative healing through like um, acupuncture that Mm -hmm. I got through that, which like made the world of difference in my life and really like made things well. And that I was like a normal person again after that, because for a long time, like in the end of high school, I was like totally like non-functional. Like I felt like I was like losing my mind. And then as you know, I became like an adult. I was like 18. Now I go off to college and I've always had this like kind of like high strung, I guess, 
temperament, you could say, that can come out as like anxiety or like worry. And as I've gotten older, I mean, I'm 25 now, which obviously is still very young in the grand scheme of things, but I have learned over the years, like many tools for how to like calm myself down, but then also how to go down deeper and beyond just like calming down, try and like assess the problem and learn how to like live with it and like hold space for it rather than always just trying to like, Oh my God, I'm anxious. Like I need, I can't be anxious right now. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. almost like you just try and stop it. And instead of trying to do that, it's like learning how to acknowledge it and like live in it in a way. And then it goes away. It's very like all over the place. One of the biggest things that I did was I started seeing a therapist, which definitely like helped, but it was not what I expected at all. And I think everyone has their own journey with therapy, but you know, I think what's really important is that you just don't be afraid to go inward and to ask yourself the hard questions of, you know, why or like where. And a lot of times you might not have the answers to like where these different feelings of panic or like anxiety are coming from. And that is really like the ultimate tool for really relieving anxiety in the long run. But I think it's really important to balance that with the short-term things like yoga and like meditation and like, you know, avoiding like alcohol and caffeine if those are like stimulants for you. Like I know personally they can really flare up my anxiety. I mean, I still like love to drink and I love coffee, but I know that there can be consequences if I have like too much of either. Um, yeah. So I think that I'll speak to yoga because I feel like it is one of the – easiest tools that doesn't need to be you don't need to think too much about a lot of people are intimidated by meditation which i think you know we also need to break the stigma of but if we bring it back to yoga doing something as simple as like a 20 minute flow class you know super easy it doesn't need to be hard and strenuous but what it does is it gets you out of your mind like anxiety in the easiest way is like defined by like racing thoughts continual worry like worst case outcomes like impending doom like things like that in however that manifests. And one of the easiest ways to stay in that loop is to like keep thinking about that and keep staying in your brain. And the best way to do it is to get out of your brain, to try and focus on like breathing, like through meditation or doing some kind of light physical activity like yoga. And in doing that, you can center yourself back to the present moment and almost kind of like regain, like, okay, like I'm not dying right now. Like the world is not collapsing. Like I can just sit here right now and be present and focus on my breath and kind of come back to the now. And again, much easier said than done. But I think that the best thing that people can do if they're looking to start shifting to more of, I guess, a peaceful path towards life or to find calm in amongst like bad bouts of anxiety for having a particularly bad day is to like honor yourself by taking that time to, you know, go to the yoga mat or sit down and just focus on your breath and, you know, invest in learning some tools about how to do that as simple as like breathing techniques and things like that. That was kind of long winded. Did that, did I stray away from the question? <laughs> no. Yeah. I you feel- didn't ask the question. I feel like it was perfect. Is how do you relax yourself when you're like feeling anxious? And that's exactly like how you would do it. Right. And I, I also with like, even just as simple as like sitting down and taking a few, like three or five deep deep breaths Mm -hmm. that will instantly like calm you down so much yeah if you just actually allow like even freaking 30 seconds one minute to just like deep breaths like even as simple as that like you don't have to go and do like a fucking full 30 minute 
meditation. You don't have no. to go and do full 30 minute Just yoga. Obviously, if you have the time for those things, amazing. And you like get something good out of them. But even just like you're saying, kind of like removing all these like crazy thoughts, sitting down with yourself, breathing for a couple minutes. That is like an instant for, I feel like everyone. Right? Do you know what's also been profound for me? Um, writing things down like journaling. And I did not get this for years. Everyone would talk about like journaling or whatever. I was like, okay, I don't get it. Like not for me. But I finally realized the power of if you just take like five minutes and just write everything down that like all the thoughts are racing. Like it doesn't have to have grammar. It doesn't have to be spelled right. Like whatever. It can be like scribbles if you want it to be. But just writing it down like gets it out of your brain and in a way like releases it. And afterwards, like, okay, like, I've gone through that now. I don't need to, like, keep worrying about this as much. And that sounds, like, impossible, but it it does something when you write it down. And it's been, like, great for me. I feel like I don't write enough. But whenever I do and I just, like, let go of whatever's on my mind and I just put it out there, yes, it's, like, after it really feels like – okay, like it's not all so much in my brain now. It's yeah. like, I feel, I don't know, like it's on paper, the thoughts are still there, but it's not like taking up so much space mm-hmm. almost. Exactly. So I love that you said that. I know so many people are amazing at their like daily or um, routine journaling practice. Maybe I should try and get more into that. I'm trying to get back into it too. Like start my morning with, people say like they call it morning pages where you just sit down and write like two or three pages of just like stream of consciousness get it all out. And so, cause I mean, I personally can be prone to starting the day from like a wave of just like anxious energy of like, Oh my God, I have so much to do. Blah, 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 blah. So much to do. Literally. Yeah. That's like me every day I get up. I'm like, what's the first thing I have to do? Right. So it's I like, never like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't, if you can that. focus and find that calm, then you can actually get the things done. Cause you're not running around like a chicken with its head cut off. You can actually yeah. move through your list and you know, you don't have to be stressed out to be productive. I think I feel like I wish I could have told myself that like years ago, because especially in our culture where it's like being stressed out and busy is like rewarded because it's like you're seen as like you're making shit happen or like whatever. It doesn't need you don't need to be frantic in order to like make an impact on the world. (sighs) Stress is a big one, too. Like, I feel like that almost ties in with anxiousness, too. Yeah. For me, because I feel. Just it all like goes together when I'm stressed and I'm thinking about all these things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I need coffee. And then I get anxious. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, Me. I'm a mess. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> I, I totally like, resonate with that. Falling apart. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but it's like I'll write down these things I have to do. And then instead of doing one, finishing it, moving on, doing another one, finishing it, it's like all of a sudden I'm trying to do like 10 things at once. Nothing gets mm-hmm. finished. And then it's like, like one half done. What was the purpose of that? It's like, it's so chaotic, but you know, these are the things that like going back to like the life coaching thing that we subscribe to. It's like learning about like these thoughts and how to refocus towards thoughts that do serve you and that do fuel like productivity and like moving forward. And yeah, it's been like very profound for us learning about that. Oh, I need this program. Well, you should listen to her free podcast. Okay. Well, well yeah. Okay. I'll send We're, you the deeds. We want to crush this. I would love to. I've been listening to so many podcasts lately. It's been keeping me sane. Yeah. Amen. 
Okay, so next one, we've kind of gone into this a little bit, but maybe we can just actually like dive deeper into it. And that is advice slash tips for getting into yoga. Maybe if you've Mm. literally like never yoga'd in your life and it's intimidating. Yeah. So I I think the first thing that I would say, which also resonates with like our conversation about spirituality and our conversation about meditation, there is no one right way to do it. And the only right way is what works for you at whatever stage that you're in. And I think the easiest way to like actually get started is to simply go on YouTube and search like, you know, beginner beginner yoga yoga. class. And like the woman you were saying earlier, uh, yoga with Adrian, um, or yeah, she's maybe her, like anyone, right? Find there's so much amazing free resources online. And that's the beauty of the era that we live in. So I would say, you know, if you don't have a mat, Maybe go ahead and get a map, but if not, you know, use a towel, any kind of like I was just, I was literally surface. just going to say that, like, you don't even necessarily need a no. mat. I'm sure most of us probably, well, maybe not everyone would have a mat, but yeah, you could literally use a towel. You could go on a, a carpet, see how that works. And if you start doing it more, then you can order a mat, you know? Yeah. And just try to keep, it's easy with things like that to feel intimidated or overwhelmed because there really is so much to like yoga and meditation but, you know, just honor yourself, start small, and stay small if you want to stay small. But just, you know, give yourself the time to at least try it and to, like, say, you know, today for 20 minutes, I'm going to sit down, do a beginner class, and just see how I feel. And I think right. the way you feel will allow people or, like, show people if they think it's for them or not. Yeah, I agree. I feel like don't feel like it's this – big huge thing like oh I've never done yoga Mm. before it's gonna be like such a big deal to get into it yeah I don't feel like that at all I feel like especially now like you can't really go out and take classes which actually makes it like less intimidating because you don't Mm. have to worry about like being in the back of a class being like oh my gosh like I'm such a beginner I've never done this before you can literally be in the comfort of your own house and just pull up any type of beginner video on YouTube and just start from there, like mm-hmm. 20 minutes, you know, and maybe try out a couple different videos, a couple different people and see what, see if you like it, see if you feel good after you do it. And, you know, if you don't, that's totally fine. Maybe it's not for you. It's not for everybody, but, um, that's how I would, yeah, that's how I would say to get into it. Mm-hmm. Just free resources on YouTube. You don't even have to spend any money. It's like the best thing ever. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think just like most things in life, just try it and see how it goes. Yep. Don't overthink it too much. You know, any like, I guess any new fitness or like class or thing that you try, I definitely relate to feeling like if I haven't ever tried something before, like being like, oh my God, I'm going to, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to be so Mm. bad at it. But right now is the perfect time because nobody's going to be able to see like what you're doing. It's just you and yourself. So literally like no judgment. Um, Yeah. Okay. Next question. This one is, do you consider yourself religious? So I guess people kind of wanted to know this because it kind of ties in, I guess, for some people with being spiritual. So um, I guess I'll I'll start. (laughs) I do not consider myself religious, but I have like an interesting relationship with it because I was raised Catholic. I was raised religious by both of my parents Mm. and also like I was raised in the South almost 
almost all of my friends and their families like went to church. So I went to church every Sunday with my parents. Both of my parents, their parents are also really were raised in the same religion. So it was kind of like a, you know, it was a big thing in my family. Mm -hmm. So I went and did all the stuff. Like if you guys know anything about being Catholic, you go and you get like your reconciliation, you get your, you do your confession and your confirmation and all this stuff. So did all that stuff. Me and my siblings did all that stuff. And then I guess like when I turned maybe 18 or when I was kind of like in my senior year, feel like I didn't go every single Sunday to church anymore. I just never really like, I never connected with my church. I think that was one big thing. Like whenever I went, like I literally was so bored and I never wanted to listen. Mm. Nothing ever interested me. I didn't feel connected with it. I didn't feel spiritual going to church, but I know that a lot of people do. My dad is very religious. He loved like his spirituality is going to church and believing in God. And like, that's mm-hmm. how he is spiritual. And like, for some people, that's, that's their spirituality. And I, I think that's amazing. Like, I think it's great to believe in a higher power. So um, I kind of, once I moved out to like on my own to LA, I didn't really go to church. I just didn't really think about it too much. And then I guess I kind of like, once I got older and older, I started just, just, I never connected with it. And so I kind of just like strayed away a little bit. And I don't know, I don't have much of a relationship with it anymore. I guess. How would you say know. you define yourself like spiritually? How would I say I define myself spiritually? I feel like for me, believing in the universe, believing that we're all one, that we're all connected mm. and just kind of like believe, I don't like when I, when I talk to the universe or whatever, I don't necessarily know how to like address that. Mm-hmm. It's not I mean, for some people, it could be looked at as like praying, like obviously a lot of people pray and I don't necessarily like talk to God, but I feel like I am speaking with the universe about like, hey, you know, this is something that I'm trying to like manifest. This is something that I'm trying to attract, or maybe you could help me figure this out. So I guess it's almost like a very similar um, practice to praying. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like talking with your higher power if you feel like you have one and you don't have to have one um it's personal for everyone for sure i do i resonate with that too i mean i have no limited religious background i mean essentially none but my grandparents my mother's side were very religious but um i was never really involved in that like i I mean catholic as well i've been to catholic church probably like 15 times in my life maybe 20 um So I've like seen that and experienced that. I've been to like church with a few other people and like Christian in Florida, which was definitely an experience. Like I, the only church experience I had had was like these, you know, very traditional, like Catholic environments. Like it's very like traditional for lack of a better word. And then I go to Florida, (laughs) Florida, nothing is fucking (laughs) traditional in Florida. And I walk into this place. It's another (laughs) fucking world. I go with my friends. Like the condition was we were like 17 and I could only sleep over at my friend Amanda's house if I went to church with them in the morning, (laughs) which is absurd to say that. Yeah. So, but I was like, whatever. So I go, and this is like shocking. It's like this giant, almost like arena, but it's just like flat, like just chairs on the ground. And it's all like black, but it's big, like probably like 2000 people in there. Like it's a big place. And there's this stage, like this big stage and all these like 
electronic like concert lights that you would see at like a Beyonce concert. Like, okay. and all of a sudden the lights dim and all these lights come up and they swivel down on this like chair. And this man walks out with a book <laughs> and sits down. There's like a lamp, like a side lamp next to the chair. It's like this like set. And he starts, you know, reading like whatever he's reading about. And then, you know, this man comes out with a guitar and they're like singing. It's like fully like, I feel like I'm watching like a musical more than I'm like, I'm in church. It was just like, what is going on here? It's like so far from the experience of like Catholicism and like the Catholic church environment that I had had, where it's like they light the candles and walk down the aisle with their like robes on. And like not to bash like any of this, you know, to each their own. I think it's amazing the difference. And I have, you know, no experience in, you know, the Jewish faith or like any of that um, practice or anything else. I mean, obviously there's many other religions in the world. Um, we're just kind of talking about the big ones here in North America. Um, but yeah, that was like pretty much my entire church experience. But personally, I didn't actually like grow up going consistently or like my direct parents aren't um, like religious per se. But I do think that they're both spiritual, which I think rubbed off on me to a degree. And then I feel like as I grew up really around like, 16 17 18 i really started i don't know becoming more aware of just like coincidences and like a greater like universe energy and and then as i kind of you know grew up from there like moving into college and like you know becoming like an adult and you know it's still a process but now i would say that yeah i'm definitely spiritual not religious i believe that we're all one you know the power of the universe everything is connected um, I totally believe in like, I guess some kind of afterlife because like spirit, like, you know, mediumship, like I totally think that that is completely real. And there is some, there are people who can connect to something else. Um, I feel like energy in places, I feel connection between things like on a borderline, like low level psychic level. I don't know. I just feel like connections and situations like that and I but I definitely believe that there are certain people who fully have some connection to I don't know what but you know a lot of the psychic things that I've seen and like read about I feel like it's just undeniable like where they're getting this information from I feel like there are a lot of kind of shammy psychics out there but I the ones that are real it's like when you watch this stuff it's like it blows your mind it's like well we're like what is this coming from like what you know and I think that's kind of where I lie now. It's like the deeper trying to understand like what is everything. Yeah. I think there's so many different realms that we can access if we allow ourselves and you kind of stop that like belief of, oh, this can't be real. This can't be mm -hmm. true. Um, and it's, you know, it depends on like how much – what was I going to say? I guess it just like, I never want to feel like I'm blocking off myself from like believing that something could be real or something mm. could, I don't know, just because there's so many miracles in the freaking world. Anyway, like even how, I feel like even how we got here and we're freaking born from a little cell is a freaking crazy miracle in itself. So mm -hmm. it's like, why not, you know, have an open mind to the fact that, you know, people could be in touch with being psychic and seeing things and connecting with 
spirits and feeling energy, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. I just feel like obviously, yeah, maybe it sounds crazy to some, but if you've had, you know, any experiences that you have been able to like access different realms, then it really is not so crazy because you're like, wait, I actually experienced that. Yeah. And I, I think having an open mind is really like the key to, well, the key to life in general, but especially to a lot of these things. And because so many people want to be very dismissive or just like close things down. And I definitely welcome like skepticism or like a scientific approach to things. And it's not, it's not about that. It's about the people who don't even want to like look at that and just like immediately say like, Oh, like there's no way that like aliens exist or like, Oh, all psychics are fake or like blah, blah, blah. It's like, there is other information. Yeah, exactly. How do you know that that's all just not real? Like where are you getting that, you know, Obviously, it's definitely like everyone has their different beliefs and everyone has different things that they think are might be real or just totally are bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I'm definitely not saying, you know, everyone has to believe what I believe. I think it's great that everyone can have different beliefs and that there's so many different religions and that, you know, some people do connect to spirituality and some people completely don't. And some people are from a more, like you said, like scientific standpoint. I think we need all of those Mm -hmm. types of people, all of that different types of thoughts to be able to like have intellectual conversations and be able to really think about these things. Because if everyone believes the same thing, I mean, it'd be so boring. Yeah. Maybe it would be easier to like connect with people, but you have to have these different beliefs, What whatever it is. I mean, religion, politics, um, spirituality, just, I don't know. We have to have these different beliefs and so we can see other people's perspectives. Absolutely. And I think it just, you know, leads to everything getting like deeper and richer and a deeper understanding of things by people having different opinions and exploring each other's like thoughts and worlds. So I really like this question because I feel like I can relate to it. And that is how do you manage overthinking? Overthinking is the death of me. Mm. (laughs) Like I don't know why, but I feel like I overthink and worry so much. So much. And I start like creating these freaking scenarios in my head if something happens that's like you know not how I thought it would happen I'll start like fully creating Mm -hmm. scenarios in my head of things that probably are not happening and then I just like make up a story about it in my head and start going with it Mm -hmm. and it's like why do we do this like what is that what is the root come from of doing this and how I don't even know how to answer this question of how do you manage overthinking because it's so hard for me to manage it. My biggest like advice, I guess, would be um, just to like take note of the thoughts that you're thinking, like become aware of your thoughts in whatever way that looks like for you. Like, you know, the advanced level of like meditation is like becoming aware of your thoughts or but like simply going back to like journaling or like writing it down. Just once you can start realizing like how deep into the stories you're getting and how far away from like what's actually happening they are, the quicker you can not, you know, believe it as much or not, you know, think that that's the reality of what's happening because it's so easy to, yeah, go down those tracks, tell those stories, create these worlds by overthinking and 
the key is really just to acknowledge that okay these are just thoughts like this is not like this is just my brain having thoughts and that's okay i need to like not identify with those thoughts and not think that that's my whole world and that's like who i am or what's happening these are just like my brain is essentially just like auto writing a story and that's okay but i can move on from that and not like become attached to that yeah i guess kind of like when i do catch myself doing it hardcore i'll just kind of try and tell myself this is not happening you're Mm -hmm. just like going off on a tangent i feel like i do it a lot with um relationships Mm -hmm. and i'll Mm -hmm. start you know thinking like oh if like if someone doesn't text me back within like you know an hour or two or their whatever their normal amount of time of text responding to me is i and like we're talking a lot i will literally fully be like they're never going to talk to me again. Like they're going to ghost me or I'll be like, they're with somebody else. Like they're like, they're probably like, Oh my God, like on a date with somebody else or something absurd. I'll just like fully do it. I think it's because maybe you start like in going back to your insecurities and things that scare you. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's where your mind takes you in these times sometimes of overthinking is like takes you to the worst case scenario like oh this person's never gonna talk to me again that's literally like well I mean I guess that's not the worst case scenario but maybe it maybe it is and um so how do you manage that is I guess just like there are things that you can't control you have to realize that that's hard to realize but maybe just sit with yourself and be like you know what I can't control this whole situation right now I can only control myself and there's no point of going off and overthinking about things that aren't that aren't actually happening yeah absolutely and I the brain you know does anxiety and like does that because one it's like a way of like trying to gain some control as like fucked up as that sounds it's like by the brain thinking that it like it's trying to know what's happening and have like control over the situation and the other half is like it almost like you think that by worrying about things it will like solve the problem or like accomplish like oh well like the worst i know like what i would do if like the worst case thing would happen and that's not how you think about it but like i've read about how that's like what the brain is trying to do when you have like racing anxious thoughts and go to like worst case outcomes there's this like underlying code that it's like oh, if I like worry about this, then it won't happen. Or like, oh, then I'll like, I'll be safe if I like worry about this. Um, which is obviously not true <laughs> at all. It's just like the brain going down these patterns to try and like have these this like control over the situation. And mm. I think it's important to remember that, you know, while you're going down these like anxious stories, it's, you know, I think people forget that, okay, I could also be telling myself like a positive story and I could also like, what if I'm going to like, and this is what um, the life coach school Brooke Castillo says is like, if I'm going to give like airtime to all the negative worry thoughts, I should also be equally thinking about the positive thoughts or like what could be happening. That's like far from this, like worst case scenario, like, Oh, he's not talking to me. He must be out with another girl. Like he hates me, blah, blah, blah. Or it's like, Oh, he's not talking to me because his phone is dead and he's having like lunch with his grandmother and he, you know, <laughs> Really or like he for like yeah. something like so fucking exactly yeah. and that sounds so like basic but it can be that basic it could be as simple as just 
you know, if I'm going to spend time worrying, I should also spend time thinking about an outcome that I would like or another outcome that could be totally as equally truthful as the as the worst case one. And yeah, yeah, it all really comes back to like just taking note of like the thoughts going on in your brain. And then I had like one moment. I wasn't even thinking about that. And that's kind of like, I feel like we haven't touched on this as much is kind of like you are in control of your thoughts. And Mm -hmm. sometimes very easy to forget that and you start like going down whether whether it's overthinking whether it's being anxious you start going down this bad negative spiral and it's like how do how do you adjust your thought patterns to just like not necessarily you don't have to always be thinking positive always be happy that's not really that's not reality yeah not reality yeah but how can you kind of adjust those thought patterns to being more positive because I feel like when they are more positive, I really feel like you just see a difference in every aspect of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, it's hard, hard. you know, it's a study. It's a long, it's a long game, but I think the sooner that people can start to learn about their thoughts and learn about how they think and how to manage it, the more and more tools they can build for you know, bettering their life in all ways. And this is also like the key of like manifestation. And it also, it comes back to like, you are not your thoughts, but your thoughts like can make up you. So it's like your thoughts in your, in your brain, like that's not like your reality. That's not who like your soul is. Like that's not who you fundamentally are. Cause they can go off on these rampages of totally worst case, like self-deprecating, like terrible things. That's not like who you are. But at the same time, the more and more you think those thoughts, the more they turn into your reality because that turns into how you show up in the world and the situations that you find yourself in and how you respond to them and how you react and how you, yeah, like show up, which is like the key. It's like if you you spend 10 years of your life thinking every day, like I'm a failure, like I'll never be able to like start my own business and be successful, you know, 10 years from now, like where are you going to be? Versus if you spend 10 years of your life every day thinking like, I am successful. Like I can do this. Like I have confidence in myself. And even if you feel like you're like choking back lies saying that at first, the more and more you can start to believe that and embody that, then where are you going to be in 10 years if you know that you can versus if you think that you can't and which is exactly how it all comes back around. So I think the biggest word that I love when it comes to all this is acknowledgement, because I think it's been one of the most powerful words for myself. Just learning how to acknowledge what is going on and not necessarily like jump to try and change it or like whatever that's the next step but the first step is just saying like okay like i am anxious right now like i am having anxious thoughts like i am worried i am on some like mind spiral like you know just taking note of where you are and like what's happening and like seeing that and not just thinking okay i i am anxious like no i'm having anxious thoughts or like okay. see it, like acknowledge what's going on more so than just like thinking that that's what life is. Like, does that make sense? It's like really right. just taking note of the situation. Like, this is how I'm feeling now, but it's this isn't permanent. This isn't like my entire life. This isn't how it's going to be forever. Yeah, um, just mm-hmm. taking stock of where you are and what's going on. Should we, this isn't one of the questions, but should we talk about like, kind of law of attraction positivity absolutely manifestation because i guess like i'm looking and it's all connected it all is connected all connected 
And that's it all comes back to like you know the thought work, the um the thought patterns, the feelings, the emotions, and it all like leads back to the future you want to create and the reality you want to be living in and how you can match the two of them together. Your thoughts are so powerful and it is so easy to because you can't really, I mean, you can control them, but sometimes obviously th- thoughts are just going to come up. Yeah. So kind of that, like, you're not, it's not that you're trying to turn off your thoughts and be like, no negative thoughts, like only positive vibes, good vibes. It's not, it's not saying that. I think it's just saying like, well, if I do catch myself in like a big negative spiral and I'm just feeling really down on myself and I'm telling, I'm not telling myself good things in my head, how can I kind of like, if I start telling myself good things in my head, even if it's, this isn't necessarily like a thought, but um, even if it's sitting down and like thinking out loud about, or in your head about like five things that you're grateful for right now, even if it's that, like that is going to be an instant, like you're going to come off of this negative spiral Think about, come back to the present. Think about the things that you have in your life, the people, whatever it is, the blessings that you have in your life. Come back to that. And then I feel like even just starting somewhere like there is such a great, I don't know, starting point for kind of rethinking the direction of your thoughts a little bit. Um, Gratitude is so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's very easy, like we said, to kind of you know, go off on these tangents. And I think we all, we all do it. I'm sure Mm -hmm. even the most positive, spiritual, meditative people, I'm sure it's hard for everyone to control their, their minds and their thoughts sometimes. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think it just takes practice. I think it just takes, like you said, acknowledgement, acknowledging like something in the moment and yeah. Okay. I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I apologize. No, you're all good. No, you're <laughs> really all good. <laughs> um, okay. I guess we talked about this a little bit too, but let's go a little deeper into it. And that is, do you meditate? And if so, how do you do it? Because I feel like a lot of people, like we talked about with yoga, are probably intimidated by, mm-hmm. I don't know how to meditate. So crash course to meditation, the most basic, simplest attainable thing to do is just to sit down in a quiet place alone and just focus on your breath like the breath in and the breath out and just sit there and just focus on that you know take a deep breath in right deep breath in and out we're having a meditation (laughs) right and well the powerful nature of it is it brings you back to the present moment if you yeah. can just only think about you, know, the breath in, follow it in and follow it out and try and just get some distance from the chaos that could be going on in your mind, you know, and all the whatever going on. Like don't, the point is to try and just have that moment of peace. And at its simplest form, that's one thing that everybody can do right now, today, after this podcast's over, assuming they're not like driving or like doing anything <laughs> like that, you know, sit down, close your eyes, you know, one minute, breathe in 10 times, breathe out 10 times, you know, that's simple. Just focus on the breath. I mean, obviously your mind might trail off a little bit, but come, come back to the breath. Come back to the breath. That's exactly the essence right there. It's like when your mind drifts off, like that is okay. You know, it it happens, but just gently bring yourself back to that breath and to that present moment. Mm -hmm. And then 
what I do is I normally do about 15 minute meditations, you know, most days, I'd say probably five or six days a week. Wow. That sounds ambitious. Probably like five days a week. And I put on like music on YouTube, the like flute music. There's these things called solfeggio frequencies. I think there's like seven of them or eight of them. And they like, I don't know, are like in alignment with like your chakras and different parts of your body. And my psychic told my friend Brandon that they're really powerful. So if she said that, I'm like, oh, girl. But um, <laughs> it's just like calming though. And they feel good. And there's certain ones that, you know, do more with positivity and like releasing negative emotion. And some are like love frequencies and stuff. So you, I just sit down and you search them on YouTube, like, you know, meditation, music, meditation, frequency, like whatever. And then I just sit down and I just focus on like relaxing my whole body. Like I think I relax my feet, then my legs and you know, my stomach, my arms, my shoulders, and just, I feel relaxed. And then I almost take a deep, like a breath in and then like a breath out. And I get like more and more relaxed. And I'll do that like 10 times to a state where I do feel very like physically relaxed. So it's like taking the breathing concept, but putting in a little bit of visual visualization work of just seeing yourself relax with each breath out until you get more and more physically and thus mentally relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many different things you can do, and I'm not like an expert in this, um, but I would like to learn a lot more. But what I do is that if I'm like manifesting or like in that kind of mode, when I'm in this state, I can then just like feel like the feelings of like whatever I want. <laughs> so let's say like, you know, people want money, right? Everyone wants to be like rich. Everyone wants to have money, you know, for good reason. You can use money as a tool. You can help people. You can live a comfortable lifestyle, like whatever. But what most people are really chasing is that feeling of like security and knowing that like there's always money in the bank. They don't have to worry about getting more money. They have, you know, they could go out and like theoretically buy whatever they want. Like people are really chasing that kind of, yeah, stability and security for lack of a better word. So people, if you say to someone like, what are you going to feel like, you know, if you had like a million dollars in your bank account, like, why do you want that? Like, what's it going to feel like when you finally save up and have like, one million dollars in your like bank of america account like what is that going to mean to you and it's like well in reality like life still goes on but if you think that you're going to feel a different way when you see that number you know think about what that feeling is like yeah. me sitting here right now thinking okay if i logged in bank of america and there's a million dollars sitting there i would think okay wow so i don't need to like work so hard for money i don't need to feel like worried ever again about like you know not being able to like whatever i mean obviously i'm not going to go out and buy like crazy shit, but just at a basic level I'm always going to have food. If I manage it well, I like never really need to worry, worry about money again. Like I'm never going to be like bankrupt, assuming I'm responsible and like whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what if we just take that feeling and what if we just think, okay, well, what if I just start feeling that now? Like what is stopping me from feeling that way right now? You know, even though I couldn't go out and, you know, drop a hundred thousand dollars and like whatever, not that that would be responsible anyways, the feeling, the bigger feeling of like security and stability and like confidence in myself and my ability to have money, what if I just take that feeling and just sit with it? And what if I just start feeling that now? Like, why am I going to wait so long to feel good about my money and feel good about being prosperous? So I will go in my meditation and channel this energy and then just feel that for like 10 minutes, just be calm allow my like thoughts to go away as much as I can. It's hard sometimes, but just, you know, see the thoughts, let them flow away. And then just feel that like goodness that we all think we'll feel once we get to a certain point, whether it's like, oh, like if, you know, he says like he loves me and wants to like date with me, then I'm going to feel so like, you know, like X, I'm going to feel great. I'm going to feel fulfilled. I'm going to finally be happy. 
Like, oh, if I get this job, like my life's going to be perfect. Like everything's going to be so great. Like, oh, if I like move to this one city, then everything will be amazing. And I'll just find this eternal bliss. It's like, what if you realize that those are only thoughts that are going to like lead you to feel that way? And what if you just focus on feeling that way right now, like how you expect to feel once these things happen and just really like channel that and live from that place. And that's the key to bringing these things into your life. Because when you show up with a beautiful energy around money, feeling abundant, feeling like it flows into your life, feeling like you already have it. And if you live day to day like that, and I'm not saying, you know, go out and spend like you already have it, because that's not the point. It's the point of having that energy like in your soul of it just being a part of your life. Of you're abundant and you're not, you know. Yeah. And it's not even the like, oh, I need to work really hard for it. And then I'm going to have the money. It's, you know, you can still, I'm not saying people shouldn't like work hard or shouldn't go out and like, you know, get a job or like do whatever they want to do to make money. But when you do anything from a place of feeling good about it and feeling abundant about it, you're so much more likely to find yourself in situations where the money is coming to you more effortlessly and opportunities are presenting themselves and money is coming to your life and you feel more confident and comfortable with it and you don't feel like you need to spend it or like throw it away when you can bring this good energy into any area of your life, including like love and relationships and, you know, whatever is you're trying to do, like when you can operate from that place, you can make real things happen that have those tangible results you're trying to achieve. And so that's what I do when I meditate. I go into those places of like, okay, so I really want like this feeling. What I'm just going to feel it now and then really just like embody that and like live from there and then just like feel good. And, you know, the key is to try and keep that energy throughout the day as you lead the meditation. But the more and more you do it, the more you can kind of shift like into the subconscious and like really like embody those new beliefs that like I am successful. I am happy. I am fulfilled rather than walking around every day looking for all the reasons that I'm not successful or the reasons that I don't have enough money, you know, which also comes back to like the secret. It's like, you know, it's about what you focus on is what you're going to get. So if you spend all day focusing on, you know, your lack of money or your lack of a partner or your lack of food on the table or your lack of whatever, what do you think, how do you think that's going to make you feel? And how do you think that's going to like ultimately result in your life? So I know this was originally about meditation, but these are the things that I personally do when I meditate. I shift into these places of, you know, what I want to feel when like X occurs and just bring it back to the now and bring it back to like the the present and operate from that place. So kind of you tie in meditation with manifestation. Yeah. Usually is what you're saying. Yeah. You can tap into that like, feeling in that place exactly just to like finish it off and add on I think that you can really meditate like any way that feels right for you and what I like to do is just because my mind does really trail off and that like Mm -hmm. my thoughts go fucking off and it's really hard for me to bring it back to the breath sometimes so what I find easiest is to do guided meditations typically on YouTube or you can use like the Headspace app or something, but even just like a 10, 15 minute guided meditation, because there's like calming music and there's a voice kind of like telling you, okay, focus on this, take some breaths, relax your body. And you can also do guided meditations for like bringing in love or bringing in money or, mm. um, or anxiety. So definitely just look into stuff like that. Um, yeah. You don't have to be intimidated by meditation. It's basically just focusing on breathing and calming your mind. That's basically what it is. Like, can't exactly. Sit. 
Exactly. Okay, so kind of going along with that a little bit, um, we got a question about crystals, which is, do you use crystals and which ones would you suggest for beginners and why? Um, So I use crystals, but I think I used to be a little bit more into them. I used to go to these like guided meditation classes, guided crystal meditation classes. Oh my God, really? Yes, in Miss Silver Lake. I'm surprised like I never- with me yeah yeah. it It was so fun it was like an hour-long class and you would get a crystal and then you would just we would all like lie on these cushions and just have a guided meditation like Mm -hmm. and the crystal would help us with you know whatever we were working on that day Mm -hmm. um so I kind of used to be a little bit more into them like I would always meditate with them and now I necessarily don't always meditate with them but you know sometimes I will and I typically keep mine on like my bedside table and I'll try to I'll try to cleanse them when it's um a full moon and things like that I think is always like good to do and I know a lot of people aren't like into crystals and think that they're bullshit and I mean it's kind of just like we were saying before it's just it's whatever you connect with mm-hmm. you may connect with crystals you may feel energy when you're around crystals some people really do walk into like a shop of crystals and start feeling this energy from them because if you think about it that everything is energy crystals mm-hmm. are just like a high power of energy but if you don't feel anything around them then that's fine too it's just like it's whatever you connect with so I have had some cool experiences working with crystals and meditating but like I said I don't always use Wait, them. like what oh just like anything specific like in the so meditation the most profound one was um actually in that class that I was telling you about we were meditating with moonstone and um at some point I think the teacher our um guided meditation instructor said like you can put it you know on your heart you can put it on you know your third eye which is on your forehead in between your eyes you can like if it feels right you can put or you can hold it in your left hand they'll say that a lot of the time like these different energy centers and it's really just whatever feels like I said right for Mm -hmm. you so I put the little piece of moonstone on my third eye and we were in a deep guided meditation and I felt it vibrating wow on my head and I have never ever ever felt that before Mm. I don't think I've ever felt it since but I just like was fucking feeling the energy from my moonstone so I've always felt connected to her since then that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah Yeah, what about you use crystals well I mean not as much as um I have never had an experience like that like I've never been to like a crystal meditation or anything like along those lines I went to a shop when I was living in Florida right around the time that I mentioned earlier when I had that whole like anxiety moment and like the crazy like life shifting. That was like a really looking back like weird time. Like honestly, do we talk about drugs? In the, we talk about weed? Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. We okay. Need talk, we need to talk about drugs. I so, talked about <laughs> drugs in my last episode. So. Okay. T. Um, I uh, was like smoking a lot of weed at the time. And that's really the only time in my life that I've really smoked a lot of weed and I, I don't know. I would feel like borderline, like in a different world sometimes, like when I would smoke, but not in like a. Oh, I'm so high. Like I feel like I could like. I don't You're know. And, like thinking, spiritual. So, yeah, some kind of like spiritual connection. And my friends and I around the same time there were there was one summer like when I was like 17, and we went to this shop, and there was these like crystals. It was a crystal shop, and there was also um 
like Himalayan salt stuff. And I bought this Himalayan salt lamp and I always felt this profound energy from the Himalayan salt lamp. Like I've always just like connected with that. And I had one of my friend's moms one day went on this tangent about like going to places like that and bringing home negative energy with you, which then when I started feeling like crazy, I also just the whole time, like throughout, like before the anxiety, during the anxiety, after the anxiety, that whole period of time in my life, I felt just like very like high vibrational. Like I felt just like very like connected to everything, which was like good and bad. Um, but then I started getting like freaked out about that after she said that, because I was just in a very like vulnerable place in my life in general. So I feel like that kind of stopped me from ever getting into crystals, but I really want to. And I have had some experiences since like when I was in Thailand in the fall of last year, I had like a crystal chakra massage where they put like different crystals on like my chakras. And then I also had like a volcanic crystal stone massage. That one was impactful. Like I could feel the energy of those rocks like on me. And I feel the energy of places that have a lot of interesting rock geology or like crystal structure in the earth, like Sedona, for example, like the Grand Canyon, like a lot of the desert Southwest, I feel energy of those places, which is kind of like the same thing. It's like different rocks, like giving off different kind of energy. But I have actually the um, Himalayan salt <gasps> rock thing sitting next to me that we got in Sedona at the animal shelter. Um, and I have it right I here. And I Wait, what? I forgot that you got that. And then yeah. I just realized her. Right? Um, yeah, I feel I feel great energy from this. And I did buy two crystals when I was in Thailand on that same trip. Um, a rose quartz and a blue one. Because I was really attracted to the blue one for some reason. I, I think it's aquamarine. Um, but yeah, I would like to have a more profound experience. Though I know some people are very, very into it. But I, I feel like I can feel energy when I've walked into those shops. Like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. But it's been a while. Yeah. I would say like I haven't been super into my crystals recently to be completely honest, but I think that they are a tool that you can use if you mm -hmm. do feel a connection to them, but you don't have to use them to like, you know, meditate or you don't, you don't, you know, only have, right. you don't have to feel like you have to have them is what I'm trying to say. Right. But exactly. Which ones would I suggest for beginners? Probably, um, a citrine, Probably um, a malachite, um, and that one is like a beautiful green, and it's good for financial prosperity and success. Mm -hmm. Citrine, I believe, is just kind of good overall for like creativity and just new ideas and new energy. Um, I don't, I might need to check up on that, but I know that citrine is one that I first started with. Um, and then other than that, I mean, if you're trying to attract any type of love or self self-love practice self-love um rose quartz is a great one it's the mm -hmm. pink one baby pink and then lastly maybe like a quartz or a smoky quartz but you can look up crystals and their different properties if you do feel you know inclined to them if you feel like you want to check them out and you can maybe research some that would be would be good for what you're trying to attract. But yeah, I would leave it at that. Like, you know, crystals are definitely a nice tool, but you don't have to use them to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay. What do you think about this question? Is it important to share the same religious slash spiritual beliefs as your partner? You know, I mean... Let me put it this way. I'm grateful that I do. 
but I don't think that it necessarily could be like an end all, even though I feel like it would be important to me. But I actually just yesterday listened to this like coaching call where this woman was talking about how she um, like her husband was like on one end of the spectrum politically and she was on the other and they didn't realize it until like after they were like married, which first of all, I'm like, I don't understand how that could happen, but maybe they just talk about it at all. Yeah. Right. Some people really don't. don't. And that was the rule they made. They're like, okay, politics is off limits. And you know, the coach was kind of like, you know, making the woman go through her line of thinking around the concept of, you know, you're taking this and like making that mean something about him. And I think it's a very, I don't know. It's hard because it's like, you know, you love someone for everything that they are. And I would hate to think that, you know, one aspect of that could like ruin that, but I don't know. It's, I don't know. How do you feel? I feel like I'm very grateful that I do share all the same beliefs with my partner. And I want to be open-minded that if I had a partner who didn't, I could learn from them and listen to them and try not to judge and more come from a place of understanding and, I guess understanding and maybe agreement to disagree, but hmm. that's like the idealist in me. I think it'd be pretty hard though. It would be really hard. Cause I can sit here and say like, Oh, you know, I want to be really open-minded and non-judgmental and I want to accept everyone for their beliefs, which is true. But in terms of having like an actual close ro- romantic partner, I typically would want to have, I don't need to have all the same beliefs. We can definitely disagree on certain things, but I think politically we would need mm-hmm. to align not a hundred percent, but politically we would definitely need to align you know, 80% or so. And then I would say religious. Um, I, I don't know. It would be like, if that was something that was really important to them, their faith, and that's how they were spiritual. I definitely would like support that for them, but I, I'm not like going out and manifesting a partner that is necessary, that is necessarily religious because that is not important to me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we would differ a lot on that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, spirituality, it's kind of hard because I don't know if I'm just fucking, I don't know if this is bullshit what I'm about to say right now, but I feel like so many more females are in touch more spiritually or connect with being spiritual more than a lot of guys, Mm -hmm. um, or at least guys that I've, you know, been with or dated and that's totally fine. I don't know if I just feel that way as like, a woman, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think that I would want them to be spiritual. They don't have to be super, they don't have to be as into it as me, but, uh, I don't know. I think it just depends. Is it important to share these beliefs? I think it's, you have to decide if it's important for you Mm -hmm. and you can't, no one person can tell you, I guess. That's how I would feel. It's a difficult question to answer politically though. I would definitely have some issues if we just did not align. I don't think that I could work past it um, with our particular president, but yeah. maybe another president down, down the road. Maybe they'll right, be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that one was a touchy one. Um, okay. So I think we should leave it off on during this time. It's very relevant. What is your like 
top advice on how to de-stress and just, you know, practice self-care in general in the times we are in now? I think the biggest advice I would have would be to spend, you know, five or 10 minutes a day, not much, and do with like a journaling activity and get out all your thoughts and then do a light like breathing or meditation. I think yeah. that just spending like that little teeny bit of time, like the beginning unplugged. or the end of everyone's day, yeah, unplugged could really just help you center, help you get more in touch with how you're feeling, what you're doing, and kind of like release this anxiety and the like franticness for at least a moment. And I think that just doing that little bit every day or like, you know, several days a week could be super, super powerful for people and so easy to get started. Like literally just write down everything you're feeling and then just take 10 deep breaths and just sit with that. And I think that's the easiest way. I mean, I would also recommend people try and get into yoga, especially now with the amount of time everyone has in their hands, like being at home, that is. Yeah. Um, that would Even be like the like step up. Sitting it down and breathing with yourself. Like that's yeah. basically yoga. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know? Seriously. So, so I agree with that. Um, I think all of those things, even if it's just, you know, breathing for a minute or two, I think my main thing is taking a couple minutes or however long to unplug and like get yourself away from technology for literally, even if it's five minutes, like that's great. Put your phone on, you know, turn it over and put it on the other side of the room or whatever, and then go sit with yourself, do a little bit of breathing. Like Mm -hmm. Cam said, um, if you're if you're into writing, if you feel inclined to writing, I totally think doing a little writing um, stream of consciousness, if that feels good for you. And then other than that, I would just say to if you can, um, if you can get outside at all, even if it's stepping onto your balcony and like sitting in a little chair and sitting and looking outside, if that feels nice or just, you know, like getting a little bit of a nature moment in, if you can go on a walk, I think that's great. Um, getting outside a little bit to kind of like see, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm not only inside my place, like the world is still happening outside. I think that would be. Amen. Absolutely. Oh, that's what's been helping me. Even if it's literally like a freaking five minute walk with my dog. Same. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I just stare at the clouds or stare at some flowers and I'm like, I feel present in the moment. I'm like the world, like I, you know, it just all feels so you're like, we're all connected, you know, like Mm -hmm. everything's happening outside, even though we're all, you know, trapped inside. So just keep in mind, we're all in this together. We're all connected. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. This was great. This was so great. We covered so much covered so much and I hope that you know like for you guys listening I really hope that we covered what you wanted to hear I really tried to like pick so many of your questions and I really wanted to have Cam on this episode because I feel like he's so good at just sharing insights on all of this and we always have you know these chats about mindset and manifestation and we are just we love some good positive thoughts we love some good but also you know we're not we're not perfect nobody's perfect and it's all you know a learning practicing uh i was practicing process 
Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Well, Cam, thank you so much for taking literally over two hours out of your Friday to record with me on Unfiltered. And you guys, Cameron has so much content online. So I'm going to link to literally everything that he does (laughs) um, in the show notes. So please go follow him. Please subscribe. So subscribe, please go subscribe, <laughs> please go check him out because he's incredible. And um, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. And I can't wait to do it again one day, maybe in person. Hey, hey, yeah, hopefully in person. Yeah. We can go deeper next Amen. time. Amen. <laughs> okay, well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Unfiltered. I really hope you liked it. And I will see you next week for another episode. Bye, guys. Bye.